Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. Absolutely. And what, what researchers have done is they said, okay, what's causing this? And they felt like it was something with the food because people would get it related to certain meals. And so they tested fats, they tested proteins, and they tested carbs. And what they found was time and again... You're listening to the Smarter Healthy Living Podcast, where we firmly believe that getting healthy should never feel like torture. We're your hosts, Jared and Anita Roussel. We're college sweethearts and health professionals who help you redefine what getting healthy looks like using a whole food plant-based lifestyle. It's time to hear from the experts and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others get beyond the overwhelm to create a vibrant life they love. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're in the right place. So pull up a virtual chair, grab your matcha latte, and let's get started. Okay, Jared. Now, yes. we, we may be dating ourselves with this. Well, actually, we are Well, dating. we do date ourselves. <laughs> but We do date. We, yes, date our age on this. But I'm saying we're dating our age, yes. Yes. So do you remember the commercial... This is the fullest the fullers have ever felt. Folks. I do remember that. I okay. believe that was a Pepto-Bismol commercial. I think it was. It was something to do with acid reflux or heartburn, right? And so this family is just holding their stomachs and they're walking up the stairs and you can see their stomachs just going nuts. And they're just miserable. Miserable. And I remember those days. Do you remember those days of having that happen when you would eat meals and you would just be so miserable? And yeah, we just, I don't think I ever had it on a daily basis, but I do remember having it with some regularity. Well, I had it a lot. And when I look back and with what I know now, and I look back and think about what I used to eat on a regular basis, it's no wonder I had it. But nobody was telling me, hey, there's something you can do about this. You don't have to have this. And why does it even matter? I mean, we think about it as a discomfort and it can disrupt your sleep, which can make you sick. It can disrupt your life because you're just hurting and you're miserable and you're constantly reaching for your Tums or your Rolades, which is not a good solution at all. Because really what you got to do is figure out, number one, what is it? Number two, what's causing it? And that's the important right. one, what's causing it? What's causing it? And number three, how do you fix it? And that's what we're talking about today. So let's start with number one. What is it? Well, reflux, as a lot of people call it, also known as GERD, which is gastroesophageal reflux disease. So you have heartburn, acid reflux, and GERD, and they're all basically the same thing. GERD is just kind of a more severe form when it's becoming twice or more per week, or if you've got one really bad episode occurring once a week, then it gets known as quote-unquote GERD, G-E-R-D. 
but it's just simply the stomach acid coming back up into the esophagus. Now, the esophagus is the tube that goes from your throat down into your stomach. Once food hits your stomach, there should be a little circle muscular valve that holds food in there so it doesn't come back up. So that valve's at the bottom of your esophagus. And what you want is for that valve to stay tight. It should be a one-way valve. But when it becomes a two-way valve and that the acid from your stomach comes back up into your esophagus, that's when the burn well, happens. It's, it's not functioning properly. And the reason it burns is that your esophagus is not really equipped to handle that, that much acid. acidity. Yeah. Your stomach is perfectly designed for it. But your esophagus is not, because when food goes down, it doesn't have that acid. Once it get in, gets into the stomach, the stomach triggers making the acid, so it helps to digest the food and everything that it does. Well, it's really important to have the acid there. And so what happens, we take, we, we're like, okay, well, we got to get something. So we run to the store, we get Tums and Rolates. Or if you're like members of my family who had huge bottles sitting on their table all the time, just popping them like candy, that's not good for you. Because what happens when you take these things, and even the PPIs, that it kills the acid. It makes the acid weaker. And the acid's there for a reason. It's there to help you break down your food. And if the food doesn't get broken down properly, it can't be used by your body properly. And then you're in a whole other world of trouble. Not only that, but it's there to kill bacteria and germs that come in with your food or whenever you swallow something. So you need the acid that the solution isn't to kill the acid. But when you're burning, all you want is for the burn to oh, stop. Oh, yeah. Well, you want, like you you want some type of stop. relief immediately. And if you've always seen, oh, I have heartburn, so I need to reach for this medication. Then that's what you do. You almost don't even see, see it as being something unusual, different, something wrong. It's just, it is what it is. And here's the problem. Here's a solution. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. Well, that's why we're talking about this today, because it really can affect your life. But a lot of times you don't know these different things that you can do. And there are some simple things that you can do, but really it all comes down to getting to the root of the problem. What is causing this? Why does this keep happening to me? It doesn't happen to us anymore. Thankfully on a regular basis, it's very, very rare. And when it is, we can usually pinpoint what it is because we know what's causing it now. And that's what we want for you to not experience this all the time. But there were things that we could do even when we got it and just didn't realize, you know, we just didn't know. And when we discovered it, we still weren't eating right. So we kept getting it, but we knew what we needed to do to treat it. And then all of a sudden we learned, Hey, there's not just something we can do to treat it. You can actually make it stop happening. Right. And it was really a light bulb moment where we thought, Oh, This makes so much more sense. Why didn't we know this before? Some of the reasons why it matters to prevent reflux, because it's not just a discomfort issue. Well, there are risk factors involved. I mean, it's not like it's just hurting is what you're saying. Right. I mean, that's bad enough. Specific issues because the acid is going up into the esophagus, like we mentioned already, but it's causing damage. Now, if it's once or twice, very rare, it's not an issue. But if you keep getting this acid coming back time and time again, mm-hmm. you do start to get scarring. And that can form strictures, which is where the esophagus won't stretch properly. And then you, you can get food caught there. Mm-hmm. And then if it keeps going, then you can eventually end up with esophageal cancer. Yeah, and the, the rate of cancer in the United States is up six times over what it was three decades in the, in ago. the last three decades. Yeah, and what we're finding is that's related to lifestyle changes. It's related that there's to lifestyle an changes. increase in the amount of reflux that happens. Right. Like and one in four people in the U.S. has reflux. 
That's I mean, awful. If, we, if you factor that there are roughly 350 million people in the U.S., that would make it somewhere around like 80 million people get reflux weekly. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Absolutely. And what, what researchers have done is they said, okay, what's causing this? And they felt like it was something with the food because people would get it related to certain meals. And so they tested fats, they tested proteins, and they tested carbs. And what they found was time and again, Proteins didn't cause it. Carbs didn't cause it. They're not the devil they made, but made out to be. But we need those carbs. But and we need our protein too. But what they found is the fat is actually actually the thing that triggers it. Specifically, animal fats, which interestingly enough have also been tied to cancer. Specifically, red meat has been tied or linked with esophageal cancer. Poultry has been linked more with stomach cancers. And over time, those things can happen. And some of this may be linked with a reflux that's caused by eating these foods. But also, they found that with highly processed foods that had a lot of oil added and things like that also were behind reflux and i found that true in my life didn't you as well when you were eating more of the high processed foods oh looking backwards yes uh, definitely a huge huge percent of the time it was eating very oily processed foods probably Mm -hmm. with a lot of chemicals Mm -hmm. too well and then it's not just what you eat and we're kind of getting into the what can you do about it because now we know What's causing this? You know, it's a lot of times it's that animal stuff. And with me, I was eating so much dairy. I mean, it was cheese and yogurt and cheese and um, and milk and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cheese on top of cheese. Cheese goes better with cheese. Yeah, it, it did. We, it we really make, did. make fun of it or make light of it, but it was true. It's true. Um, but I did want to mention a couple things because we've talked about the type of food being a risk factor. A few yes. other risk factors too are obesity, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, which I, I believe a lot of that comes from the fact that if you have a lot of intra-abdominal fat, meaning fat inside your belly, then there's going to be pressure that pushes up on the stomach, mm-hmm. and it may cause more pressure than what that esophageal sphincter, that little round muscular valve, can exactly. hold in there. There's alcohol is alcohol, huge. And yeah. I think that comes from relaxing that muscle. And then smoking. Smoking is sense. actually a, a big cause for this because the nicotine will increase acid production, but also cause relaxation of that sphincter as well. It makes sense. So we want to keep the sphincter solid and keep it a one-way valve. And we do that by not just what we're not eating. We're giving you now what you can do to get to the root of the problem, right? So we've talked about stopping or greatly decreasing the higher fat foods. It's going to make a huge difference in the amount of times you get acid reflux. And you may be like us and almost never get it anymore. I mean, it's made a big difference. But what Jared and I know, it's not just about what you are eating, the bad stuff, the things that are sabotaging your health, the things that are causing the reflux, right? It's not just about getting those things out of your life. It's also about what you're not getting on a regular basis. And then those things that you need to put back into your your regular Routine. Routine. Absolutely. You've got to have plant foods on a regular basis. You have to have them because plant foods on the are the only source of fiber. And what does fiber do? Fiber keeps things moving through. You don't know how many people we've had come to us and say, I had no idea. I've been constipated my entire life. I thought you were supposed to only poop once a week or once every other day or every couple of days. I had no idea you were supposed to go one, two times a day. 
three times a day sometimes if you're eating a lot of high plant high um fiber foods and, and right. it shouldn't be a 30 minute one hour long session on the toilet i mean it really shouldn't there should be no straining involved i hate to get graphic but these are things you need to know this that people are telling you exactly you're <laughs> right. not hearing this yeah you absolutely need to know these things because this is crucial for your health because if the garbage doesn't move out the garbage stays and if the garbage stays you're not getting the nutrients that you need flowing through you you're not you're not able to function right. You're not getting rid of the waste because there are some things mm-hmm. that the fiber binds to. So it helps pull it out, gets rid of it. And that leads it, to sickness. It leads to sickness if that stuff is just sitting there. It is not good for you. But so not, you really need to get your fiber. And the only way you get fiber, animal plants, animal plants, animal plants. <laughs> now that's something new. You're probably thinking animal planet. <laughs> No, I actually was thinking animals don't have fiber plants too, and somehow it became animal plants. I have no idea. I think it's a little late. We don't usually take this late. And so things turn into animal plants. And you've heard it here first, guys. <laughs> first animal plants. First. <laughs> <laughs> no, but back, uh, back to the message at hand here. Okay. Two, getting things flowing through will also help prevent colon cancer. It is known that when you don't have these regular bowel movements, the things remain in there, the toxins, the waste, and then that can increase risk of colon cancer as well. And if things aren't moving through, odds are you're not getting enough fiber again. So like 98% of people don't get enough fiber. Why? Because they're not eating enough plants, animal products, including meat and dairy, oil, None of those things have. There's I know, no fiber. Right. I didn't mean that oil is an animal product, but I'm just saying all of those things don't have fiber. Only plants have fiber. So you need to get more plants in any way you can. Make sure you're getting your five foundational foods. Go back and listen to the episode on the five foundational foods. It's really, really important to be getting those on a daily basis because it will change the amount of times you have reflux. And again, it may even stop. So things you can do. Eat less fatty foods. Get more get more plants in your life on a daily basis and get a rainbow. Eat the rainbow. Eat a lot of different colors on We're your plate. We're very partial to the, the purples. Purple slash red. Yeah, because most people don't get them. I mean, it's super important. That and the greens, the leafy greens and the cruciferous. Really important. And I didn't realize how many people don't eat beans on a daily basis. That kind of blew my mind because we've always eaten oh, a lot of beans, but now we eat them staple here. every day. Sometimes more than one meal a day. And it's amazing how great they make you feel. It's super duper cheap. And this may shock you. And if it does, I'm glad. We sometimes even eat beans for dessert. Oh, we love beans. <laughs> That's going to blow your mind. <laughs> We've got a recipe in our cookbook that is made with beans. We love it. But you it. would never know it. No, you wouldn't. You would never know it. No, you can eat it with a spoon. Really, really good. All right. So we're talking about ways to. Help cure it, right? That's right. Well, to prevent it. Yeah, prevent it. So by curing, yes, preventing Mm -hmm. it from even being a problem in the first place. Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? Then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now, back to the episode.
Right. So eating less fats, right? Because that's going to keep your esophageal sphincter strong. You want to limit your processed foods as well. That's the next thing. We said eat more plants also. But the next thing, the third thing would be to limit processed foods. Why? Again, we talked about this earlier. It's because they have a lot of oils and other things that can cause problems. I mean, a lot of times they have casein and things like that in there. And of course, that's a protein or, you know, a part of dairy. But still, it's put in there. And it seems like a lot of those things just stir things up, having all those additives and preservatives and natural natural flavors. We've talked about those before, too. Well, and I think the processed foods, and this may be seeming a little, it's not graphic, but I noticed that whenever I would eat a lot of processed foods and I would get the reflux, I would get some belching and you would kind of taste it again. That's awful. Like it second is, but, time around. But what Mm-mm. that told me, though, is that there are a lot of chemicals, flavor chemicals in there that were still in my stomach even for a period of time. A long time. Because afterwards. the fats will also slow the emptying of your stomach so things stay in there for hours. Mm-hmm. And that contributed to, I believe, the irritation that I was experiencing because when I eat whole plants, I don't ever have that. Even on the two times a year when I may have a reflux, I don't get that belching and that nastiness. I just get a little bit of discomfort. And like you were saying before, we can usually identify what it was. And it might be something like for me, um, I will use cacao quite a bit. And that is known to cause that sometimes. But for me, it's so rare that... It's just when it happens, it's I just think, not okay, well. Well, and we also know one thing that you can do if you do get it, and it's very rare, you can eat some fermented foods, specifically for us, like one or two tablespoons of kimchi would just knock it out. And you would think kimchi being spicier, we don't buy the hot, but we buy mild kimchi. But We're not really, up to the hot yet, the hot level yet. No, I'm we not. Got, we got to work our way up to that. <laughs> yeah, That's not my goal. That can be your goal. No. I'm good to go. But yeah, it, it's amazing because you would think with it being a little spicier that well, it will cause it, but I it doesn't. You, it calms it down. I discovered this by accident really before we even got into whole food plant-based living mm-hmm. because I was a PA at the time. But I remember hearing too, though, that the the quote-unquote heartburn sometimes can be another term for it, dyspepsia, where your stomach's not digesting properly, was that it could be that you don't have enough acid. And then I started thinking, well, I heard that over in Korea a long time ago, they would make kimchi and use it as a digestive aid. They'd put a little bit on their plate with each meal. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, it's fermenting the bacteria in there. They're, they're releasing digestive enzymes. Well, maybe that would help. So we had some and I had a little I episode think you did of just it. Kind of come up with that. That makes perfect sense. And then sense, I though. took a couple bites and I waited a couple minutes. I thought, whoa, wait a minute. My, my heartburn's getting a little better. So I tried it a few times just to make sure it wasn't a fluke. And then I remember telling you about it, and then you tried it. It freaked me and out. And you said, wow. It's gone really that, fast. That worked. Now, we're not advocating that you do this in place of making some of these better no. dietary changes. But if it happens, it's a good remedy. And then I remember your mother. Mm-hmm. So then we had a third person where she, she did it, the same thing and it worked and the same result. It shocked her. So basically what we're saying is eat your plants so that you don't get it. But if you get it, eat your plants. That's basically what we just yes. said. Eat your plants because that also helps to reverse it if you do get it. Um, anyway, the other thing, what would be beyond number four? Eat smaller meals. Eat smaller meals. Right. 
If that's an issue with you. Some people eat, and we're going to be talking about this soon, but this is just kind of a little glimpse into something we're going to be talking about later. But, you know, we share with our clients and, and with our friends, the we think about eating and eating till you're full. And a lot of people eating in this with this lifestyle, they think you could just eat whatever you want and eat whatever amount you want. And that really is not true. And I'll leave it at that because we've got a lot more to say about that. Yeah, and we it's do. Really, but, it's really an interesting topic, and I don't want to go into that here. But, but I, I feel like we are an all-you-can-eat society, mm-hmm. and that plays into it. So we'll just really let does. that we'll let that cue up a future podcast episode. Keep <laughs> a lookout for it. But I think you'll you'll like it. You'll mm-hmm. find it really almost almost like a paradigm shift because it it's was a mindset shift. Yeah, it's a complete mindset shift, and it's it's very freeing. I think a lot of times when you can get your mindset right, and that's why we teach mindset is one of the first things that we teach. Because if you can't, if you don't have the right mindset, and your mindset has been set by past experience with dieting and past experiences with trying to get healthy, and those things that you've learned that are just wrong, if you can't get those things right, and get the freedom that comes from eating the right foods and having the right mindset and the understanding of what does it mean to be full? What does it mean to be hungry? And how are those two things different? And are they really opposites or is that not true? Different things like that that we talk about that are critical if you want to get healthy and stay healthy. Your mindset determines what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the beginning. It's the Mm -hmm. first step on the path. Or I should say, your mindset's almost like a direction, and then when you start walking your path, then the direction determines where you're going to end up. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. I number agree. five. Avoid number four was small food, small avoid meals, tight fitting clothes. Yes. Now a lot of people just cinch up a belt or they they just wear tight clothes, and sometimes that's not good, and that can just cause it just physically. And it's the same thing as like with abdominal obesity, because if you cinch your clothes really tight, then that increases the pressure inside your belly, which could then push the food up. Well, I saw someone demo esophageal reflex and they had a balloon on the end of a long tube and in that balloon he put some green liquid just to show it as the digestive juices yeah and then he had a little little piece of black tape at the bottom of the tube before it went to the balloon and that was kind of the esophageal sphincter and so he would squeeze the balloon like a belt or tight clothes would right right? and that that liquid would would splash splash back up into the tube so that was a really good demo. Of yeah, hopefully you can physically. imagine that because seeing the the actual video, it was it was a very good demonstration, mm-hmm. a very good visual. So hopefully you can visualize that in your mind. So wear looser clothing. You can try that. Also, um, and we kind of mentioned this before, but we didn't really go into it as much. But here we did say eat until you're no longer hungry. Okay. So here's a little bit more of inside of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Just eat till you're no longer hungry because... We as a society like to eat till we're overstuffed, you know, with the all-you-can-eat buffets. And we think we need to eat like every day's Thanksgiving. And we eat to a point of misery. And that really isn't healthy. But it's funny because when you eat this way, you get what we call food freedom. And food loses its hold on you. And we just don't, we don't do that anymore. We don't feel the need to do that. We don't. We don't. And there are a lot of mindset shifts related there. And we won't go into all that now. So next, don't eat within three hours of bedtime or drinking thing within about two, two hours. hours of bedtime so that way your stomach stays empty it's empty when you, you go to sleep bed. better your body's not having to process all that food too so you're going to sleep better and number eight we've talked about this on a past episode 
What episode number was that? Do you remember? It was episode number 85. Yeah, we just talked about that recently. Okay, so go back and listen to this. Breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dine like a pauper for dinner, right? Because this helps to prevent heartburn and also helps with weight loss. So go yes. back and listen to that That episode. was a great episode, actually. It was. I enjoyed that. That was a it lot was of fun. Good. All right, so go back and listen to that. We've given you at least eight things you can do to get to the root of the problem. The medicines aren't going to get to the root. And not only that, they can cause further issues. And if you don't get to the root and you start killing the acid, and now you've got the side effects of the medication, you've got no acid there or very low acid. So you can't digest your food properly. You can't get the, you don't get the nutrients you need. You're not eating the right foods. So you're not getting the fiber. And then you're not able to fight off infection because you're eating things that your body can't kill because the acid's not there. It is a first line of defense. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, um, uh, you're not getting through the problem. Like there's no fix here in the standard way of thinking. Because when we have a problem, what do we do? We think, well, what can I take? What medicine? I just got to find the right medicine. I've just got to find the right doctor to prescribe the right medicine. To And again, we're not anti-medicine. Yes, I was just thinking that. We're well, not against we medicine. And- all the time. I mean, we're in the medical fields. You're in, you're a um, PA, Jared's a physician assistant, in case you don't know. And I'm a registered nurse. And so these things we understand. We get when there's a need for medicine. But our first go-to a lot of times as a society is to think, I need a medicine. I got to figure out what's going on with my body so I can get a medicine. But a lot of times you have so much more power if you just know exactly what to do and the steps to take to help you get some relief. Things like nobody ever told us, well, if you eat a little kimchi or, you know, don't eat a lot of fats, particularly animal foods can cause this. And these things are linked with cancer. And we know that. I mean, we have another episode where we talked about um, certain types of meats are known carcinogens. Processed meats. I mean, they're known carcinogens, but we were eating healthier processed meats, no nitrates, no nitrites, no preservative added organic, thinking we were eating healthy and we're eating things that are known to cause cancer. Why is nobody talking about this? We have an episode well, we, we have also an talked about that. 55 where we talk about the, the types of proteins, meats versus plant proteins and the effects of those on the body. But that's not where we talked about the... the um, Meat that caused, like processed meat causing cancer, being a known carcinogen. No, I don't, I don't remember what that episode number is. No. You'll have to go back and I'll look have to go do up. my homework. But that was a good one. We'll put the link down below in case you're interested in hearing that because that is something you really, really need to know. But these are the things that light us up that we'd love to teach about because we know that these are the game changers. These are the big shifts that can come for you when you know these things, because you can only do, Jared says this all yes. the time, you can only do what you know, and you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know, so it's not And if your you fault. don't know it, you don't have the choice, right. and that's what we want for you. We want you to be educated about these things right. so that you at least have the choice, and right. you can make informed decisions. And we're not sitting here as judges. We do not do that to people. People come into our programs, and they just want to eat more plant foods and things like that. And they don't want to go to hundred percent yet or, or ever. And that's not their goal. We're not here to judge people. We don't want to do that. We want everyone to have the information and have all the information that's there that people aren't talking about. They're not hearing about these things. And so that is what we want for you just to be empowered, to be able to make the choice. Then once you have the information, you can do that. 
We have loved hanging out with you again today. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to hearing your success stories. Be sure to drop us an email and let us know how you're doing. Also, keep an eye out for the cookbook bundle. It's coming out soon. We have some incredible bonuses for you. We've set up a whole, I know, I'm probably not even supposed to tell this, but we've got a membership platform for you laid out. It's wonderful. It's so exciting. Part of it's even... um, well, you'll just have to see. I don't want to tell yeah. anything else. We've got some surprises there. But we look forward to getting to know you more. Drop us an email. Let us know what you'd like to hear on here. And don't forget to tell your friends about this. Tag them. Um, let them know about Smarter Healthy Living. Because if you let people know about it, we're able to get the word out and help more people. But one way you can do that specifically is before you go right now, just leave a quick review. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Smarter Healthy Living.